welcome to the Give Me 10 Minutes Teacher Powered Podcast. I'm excited because I have Ms. Finkelstein here with me, Karen Finkelstein, who is a technology teacher and a reading teacher at the middle school level. So thank you, Ms. Finkelstein, for doing this. And I'm going to ask you just a few questions about your background in technology. But just as an icebreaker, I would like to ask, um, why did you want to become a teacher? That's a really good question. I've always wanted to do something in a helping field. And I didn't want to do the math and science involved to be anything medical. Uh So I ended up as an educator and I started out in special education. Okay. All right. So you originally started out um, with that population. Is any specific population you started out? Yes. When I first started out, I was teaching um, children and adults with severe special needs. Uh, Most of them were somewhere on the autism spectrum. Okay. But they were um, severe special needs in that I was teaching them daily living skills rather than academic skills. All right. All right. That's an interesting uh, background to where you are today, which is more so dealing with technology. And um, of course, I was recommended to you by your assistant principal. And I wanted to start off by asking you, um, nowadays, technology is a part of what we do as teachers. And I, I noticed, you know, some of my colleagues or over throughout the years in education, um, they're a little reluctant. Um, They don't want to dive right in. They don't want to, uh, you know, explore the options that they have uh, with technology. So I want you to speak to um, ways to soothe those technology-reluctant teachers' fears. Um, How do I dive in without being so scared? Yeah, I I understand that. It can be very daunting, especially with so much that's out there today. So my advice is to pick one thing. What is one goal that you want to accomplish? Pick one thing and just do that. Um, Whether it is um, introducing some online learning or introducing uh, video making. To me, using technology such as having a student type a paper and then print it out and turn it in rather than handwrite it, that's not using technology. Technology shouldn't just be another way of doing the same thing. It needs to be a way to enhance and extend the learning. So maybe having students make a video to retell the story that they've just read. To me, that's what's using technology. But again, don't be scared by it. Mm-hmm. There's also a lot of great tutorials out there. Yeah. YouTube is yes, yes. your best friend yes. when it comes to that. Yes. It's how I learn a lot of new things. Yeah. 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 Um, I, I'm glad you brought that up because there's so much out there. And um, just focusing on that one thing that you want to do or that you want to introduce, um, will, it, it will be beneficial to students, I think. Um, they're soaking it up. And that. I, I think sometimes we're intimidated a little bit because they may know more than us and we're, we're scared of that a little bit. So um, I think that's where some of the apprehension comes in. And I say use the students yes. that way. <laughs> in my computer class recently, 
I was teaching the students how to use Scratch, which is a programming website. And I've used it a few times. Um, and there was something I was trying to do, and I couldn't remember where on the website to click to find what I wanted. And a student raised his hand and pointed me right to it. And from that point on, when I wasn't quite sure what I wanted to do, or I'd forgotten how to do it, mm -hmm. I turned to him mm -hmm. and I said, can you tell us all how to do this? So yeah. don't be afraid to use the students who do know yeah. because not every student knows, Yes, but the ones who do can be great mentors exactly. to the other students. And it, and it empowers them and it, and, it, and it allows them to be a part of the, the process. So I'm glad you Absolutely. do that. Um, and I know we mentioned that there's so much... Um, websites, apps for reading and math, both at the elementary and the middle school level that we can use. I know um, Class Dojo is a great one for, you know, for classroom management. Um, we use Spelling City, you know, there's yeah. a lot of common ones that we use. Um, but just given your background, I guess um, some of the apps for math and reading that you've seen, you know, teachers use, um, that could work. Um, some of my favorite ones, um, are Kahoot, mm -hmm. which of course it's more of a review sort of. Um, How do you spell that? Think K A H O O T. Okay. And I believe the web address is getkahoot.com. Okay. And it's a great one for review, and it can be used for any subject. Oh, okay. So it's um, it's like a game. It's uh, you put up um, a question and four answers, and the students can either access it through a computer or any sort of device, even their own mobile device. And the um, questions come up with the possible answers. They see the answers on the big screen and they see shapes or colors on their screen and they have to hit the right one with the correct answer. Mm -hmm. um, in this one, speed does get them more points. So you really can only take it as a formative sort of uh, assessment. It's not for a summative. I made that mistake the first time <laughs> I used it. Mm -hmm. And they get loud because it's fun. Mm -hmm. But you will have every student focused and paying attention. Great. So that's, that's a fun one for review. Mm -hmm. um, another one just for... Um, learning purposes is a uh, news ELA. Some yeah. people call it Newzella. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I call it news ELA. Uh -huh. um, and they have just great articles that the kids are really um, interested in. They pay attention. Um, and that one I find is a good one because they can do it at home. They can do it at school, those sort of things. Mm -hmm. And I know there was one, um, it's called getepic.com. And I know it's sort of like a uh, a Netflix for kids, so to speak. For books, yeah, right? for I, books, yes. yeah. And um, not sure from to what grade level it goes to, but I know uh, for the elementary school level, I think it goes up to middle school, um, but not at the high school level. Uh, just text that you can assign to students, and you can have them read those texts. I know there's accelerated reader books there, um, and you could actually put the books in the student's mailbox for them to read. So I know that's an interesting one. I'm going to try out Kahoot because I haven't heard of that one. Oh, you will um, love it. I haven't so heard of the that kids. One. Yeah, <laughs> awesome, awesome. I know there's so much out there. If you um, are interested, I know um, anybody who's listening, you can, of course, Google. You can Google websites, apps for math and reading. 
Um, those are ones that we're aware of that we use. Um, and I wanted to ask you about um, how does how can technology be effective in a classroom? How can we not use too much of it? I think uh, using it, I guess, as a crutch, so to speak, uh, we, it, it's it's possible that we can maybe rely too much on it or too little on it. So how do you find that balance? Absolutely. And, and it is. And um, again, like I said before, you have to make sure that you're not just using it to replace something that could be done without technology. Unless it's making something easier. Again, it's it's also a great accommodation for some students. Some students have trouble with handwriting, so for them to be able to type things, it is good. But you're right, if you keep using the same sort of technology mm -hmm. over and over again, then it becomes mundane and it becomes too routine and the kids aren't going to be as um, mm -hmm. used to it. Yeah. Even Kahoot, which yeah. is mm -hmm. so much fun, mm -hmm. they're like, oh, again. Mm -hmm. yeah. So you're absolutely right that you don't want it to take over everything that you do. Yeah. You absolutely have to have that balance. Um, instead of maybe having the an online book read to the kids, the teacher should read to the kids. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Instead of always having the kids maybe read on their phone, make mm -hmm. sure they're also reading real books. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, since I am a reading teacher, mm -hmm. I speak mostly to Absolutely. that. Um, but they do love the technology, and they are digital natives, mm -hmm. so it's there. But it can become a distraction, okay. and they do need to be able to focus on paper and written words mm -hmm. and physically writing stuff out. Mm -hmm. So just like you said, make sure Absolutely. there's a balance. Absolutely. that's a, Those are some great points. Um, specifically with just how you mentioned about using it as an extension, um, using it as um, not something that will, uh, I guess, hinder them, so to speak, in terms of um, their learning. I, I wanted to also talk about uh, a conference that you went to, the FETC conference. And I wanted you to talk about some things that you learned, some takeaways, anything interesting that you found out, um, any aha moments or anything like that that you would like to share. Sure. Well, um, when I go to FETC, I am looking for the new and up and coming things that, that are out there. And, um, a lot of the sessions that I went to had new apps or new um, gadgets mm -hmm. even. And a couple of the ones that I went to were, um, this is my favorite thing. And it's not specifically educational, but it definitely has educational applications. It's a notebook that obviously there's an app that goes with it. Yeah. And you can write on the notebook and assign these icons that, that are at the bottom of the page to places in the cloud, email, Evernote, uh, Google Drive, a few other places, Dropbox, I think. And when you take a picture of the page and you have indicated which of the cloud services you want, 
it sends it right there. This could be so cool for um, kids taking notes. If they take notes by hand, but then you want to make sure that they don't lose the piece of paper. You take that and send it right to their parents' email or, you know, for an elementary kid or mm -hmm. an older kid, send it right to their drive. Mm -hmm. um, you can draw diagrams, uh, write out math problems. So, and then it's kind of like a digital notebook. Yeah. The coolest thing about this notebook, though, is if you use a special pen, which is the Pilot Friction Pen, <laughs> Once you've filled up that notebook, you put it in the microwave with a cup of water on it, and you heat it up, and all the writing disappears. And you can reuse the notebook. Wow. And I, I, wow. I know that Sounds that is mean. not, you know, mm -hmm. specifically education related, yeah. <laughs> but that was the one thing <laughs> that I took away yeah. from it um, to to direct back to a little bit more yeah. educational mm -hmm. google google this google that yeah. google apps google classroom mm -hmm. it is the up and coming or i mean it's there but mm -hmm. it is the way to go yeah um i admit i am an edmodo person yeah but edmodo and google classroom can be used together mm -hmm. uh but google apps everything yeah. you know even Microsoft products are kind of being pushed to the side. Though there mm -hmm. are those Microsoft uh, diehards. Mm -hmm. uh, but I would say looking into, if you're not using Google Classroom, look into that. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point because um, I started with the Google Classroom looking into it and um, just haven't um, got in depth as I would like to. So I'm glad that you mentioned that because it seems like well, that's where things are going. Um, so I'm excited about the possibilities for that and what what it could do for kids. Um, so I just wanted to uh, thank you for doing this. My pleasure. I wanted to let you know that as a as a teacher, your voice has power, and um, and that's the purpose of this for really uh, us to to hear from each other, uh, to learn from each other, and uh, hopefully, and I know uh, somebody will get something out of it. So thank you so much for doing this.